0: Hello, everybody. My name is Nicole Kaplan, and I am the host of this podcast, Life's a Mom. I hope everybody's having a great morning so far and that your week has been going smoothly. I have to be honest with you guys, my week has not been that great. I've been a little bit of a mess, and I really never, ever get into politics, but I'm sure we are all well aware of what is currently happening in the middle east now i want to be honest with you guys i thought long and hard on whether i was going to even speak about this on this podcast Um, but again this podcast is about being real being raw and i just wanted to be honest with you guys Um, it's been really hard i have family in the middle east some of which are not in very safe locations, as of right now. So I just want to ask on here, doesn't matter what your religion is, your ethnicity, doesn't matter, all of that doesn't matter. A life is a life. And I just I want to ask all of you guys out there if you're listening to please, please just just pray for the Middle East, pray for peace. I truly, truly pray for all the innocent lives that have been lost. I really take this so so much to heart and it's been weighing so heavily on my heart. I'd be lying if I told you guys that I haven't been eating or sleeping or crying. I truly have no more tears left. It's been really hard to the point where it has affected my mental health in a really negative way. And so I did have to take a little break from the news and social media. Not saying I'm trying to turn, turn a blind eye or, you know, be blind to what's going on, but I just, I needed to, I'm a mom, I'm a mother. I, I you know, my son would witness me cry and it's just not healthy. And my crying is not going to really change what's happening. So I had to be strong and have to be, continue to be strong for my son. So if any of you guys are affected by what is going on, I can share, um, at the end of the episode, um, some, uh, you can text a number and there's help out there and a lot of therapists are out there also willing to give out a uh, free therapy. I know better help is a great one. They're willing to give out six months of free therapy to, for people who are struggling with what's going on. So, I don't want to go too much into it. I just I want to ask every one of us if we're if you are listening to, say a prayer for all the innocent lives and just just for peace, man. We we really do need peace in this world, and I'm sure many of you agree with me. So, with that being said, when and if you can, please say a little prayer and let's hope that things do get better very soon. Now, on to a more positive note, I want to introduce a really good friend of mine. Uh, Christine. She is coming on this episode to talk about a specific topic, which I'm not going to get into just yet because I want to firstly introduce her. Let's say hello to Christine. Hi, Christine. Hi, Nicole. How are you? I'm doing fine. And thank you, first of all, for coming on the show. I'm really excited to have this conversation with you because I feel like a lot of moms get nervous about this topic. Um, And I'm just going to lay it right out. Today's topic is about traveling with babies and Christine actually happened to take two trips recently with her daughter Zoe and we want to know a little bit about how it went
1: yeah absolutely thanks for having me on here um, excited to have this conversation with you uh, I just want to say I'm, I'm no expert on traveling with babies in fact you know this was actually the first time I did it so I think there are a couple of things that we can talk about and laugh about given that it was our first time and everything was a learning experience. But um, yeah, just to give, I guess, uh, some background on the trips we took. So Zoe is almost eight months. Um, She was born in February of this year. She is our first. Um, In mid-September, about a couple of weeks ago, we took our first trip um, out to Ohio. And that was a road trip um, to go to a friend's wedding. And so that was about uh, a three night trip. We'd driven all the way to Ohio from New York, uh, which took probably 10 hours each way. So the first way out, uh, we broke it up into to, uh, two segments where we drove out for about four and a half hours, stayed somewhere part way, and then made it out to the destination the next day. And then on the way home, we actually did it all in one shot. So that was really our first um, experience and sort of being on the road thing at a hotel figuring out the setup and then um a week after we had gone back we went on a bigger trip out to Colorado um, my husband and I like to go out to Colorado every year we've been doing it um, for the past four years since we got married um as our sort of annual like honeymoon or annual anniversary trip we we called it our, our honeymoon at the time because it was during COVID um and in past years we've loved to go out you know this time of year end of September to enjoy the fall color and the hiking Uh, We've done some 14ers. And so this was the first year we were going to take Zoe with us and we knew it would look a lot different. We, you know, we're going to get on a plane with her. We'd have to pack for her. We have to take her on hikes, or that was the plan at least, uh, while accommodating, you know, her needs and her nap schedule. And so um, I have to admit, I was, I was fairly nervous and anxious for, for all these trips. I think, you know, after having done Ohio, that gave us somewhat of a confidence boost to do Colorado. Um, but, you know, it, it was all new. So there are so many things that we learned. And um, I'm sure I, I hope, you know, some of these things that we learned could be helpful for others.
0: That's awesome. I mean, the fact that you even traveled is a big step. I feel like a lot of moms that I've spoken to have actually been afraid to travel or afraid of traveling due to it intervening with, you know, their child's schedule. And I've, I mean, Again, I forgot to add, by the way, I know Christine from uh, a big mom group and uh, we actually gotten really close. So I actually didn't know that you guys used to go to Colorado every year. That's awesome. (laughs) It's so nice that you get to bring Zoe on um, these trips now. So I did want to ask you, like, what was your biggest challenge when it came to traveling with Zoe?
1: Yeah, so I think, you know, like going into it, like you said, um, we we were fairly hesitant. We, we went back and forth, you know, almost got cold feet and canceled at some point. But then, you know, just took a step back and thought about, you know, how we would go about this trip. I think the, my main concern initially was, okay, well, Zoe takes like two big naps a day at this point, you know, one and a half to two hours each. And so, My concern was like, oh, my God, well, if we're constrained to the hotel for like three, four hours a day, you know, is is there even a point in going? Then I talked to some of our friends who have done traveling with kids and done hiking with kids. And they said, well, you know, they just learned how to nap on the go. And if you can sort of get them to nap as you're going on these hikes in the morning, you know, that can make a pretty big difference. And so um, I think, you know, when it came to the Colorado trip, of course, there were concerns about like how we would, how we would maneuver, you know, with all the gear um, within the constraints of like, what can be checked on to the plane and what can be carried onto the plane. Um, There were concerns about how Zoe would be on the plane itself, you know, would she be crying all the time? Would we get like nasty looks? Um, How will she sleep in this new environment in like a different crib? And then, you know, can she nap on the go? So I think all those things were sort of initial concerns and challenges. And, you know, we were able to, to work through all of it. And ultimately, you know, the, the challenge itself while we were on the trip was just really trying to think about how we could accommodate Zoe at every point in the day, which is, which is a lot, right? Like that's, that's what happens when you become a mom, you have to accommodate your child and think about their needs um, every second of the day while trying to sort of, you know, do your vacation at the same time. And, you know, a couple of friends have said, well, when, when you're on vacation with kids, it's not a vacation. And, you know, I wanted to be as much as a vacation as, as possible. We wanted to still be able to enjoy it. We wanted to be able to share it with Zoe uh, while keeping her happy too. And so um, all those things, I think, you know, were sort of initial challenges and concerns. But, you know, you kind of take it step by step. You go in with low expectations and, you know, celebrate the small wins. And so we can we can talk about all those different challenges. But I think, it, it, you know, it's just different. As as many moms know, it's it's a different you know animal when, when you're traveling with the child
0: oh my god for sure and as you know like I traveled <clears throat> to London with Owen which is completely I don't know how I did it but luckily we made it through And I completely understand <laughs> and, and feel and feel you when it comes to those challenges because I remember before the flight I'm like do I check in the stroller do I take the stroller I mean right. little things like that stress you the the hell out and you're like you don't know <laughs> what the right answer is So I I completely understand where you're coming from. And I'm sure a lot of moms could actually relate to that when they start traveling. But I got to give you props. Like, good for you for, you know, I remember, like, you would tell me, like, I have to be back home because Zoe has her nap at this time. So props to you for, like, going (laughs) on the trip and not backing out. And listen, of course, it would be easy to just back out. But listen, you went. I'm sure you enjoyed your time even though you had to meet Zoe's needs. But I'm sure, I mean, you guys had a great time. I mean, you got to still do what you guys enjoy and love, hiking. So that's honestly so awesome. Now, you did mention about your concern (laughs) on whether people would give you nasty looks. Did you get any nasty looks?
1: No, actually. I mean, I still, and I think a lot of first-time moms experience this, I still get a bit anxious if Zoe cries in public. I'm like, oh, my God, what's happening? Like, how do I make this stop? Uh, So the plane was definitely something I was nervous about because we were in a confined area and, you know, prior to having a baby, we'd be like, oh, there's a baby on this plane. Let's hope, you know, let's hope they're good. And so now that we're those parents, I was like, okay, let's hope Zoe's good so we don't annoy other people. And... And, and Zoe ended up actually being great on the plane. Um, she actually... So going to Colorado was about like a three and a half to four hour flight. She ended up sleeping like an hour to two each way. So she was great. We didn't have any issues. But, you know, getting onto the plane, I was sort of like taking in people's looks and things. And we didn't really have any issues. In fact, like the flight attendant on the way home, she was amazing. Um, she said... Don't you worry about that baby? You know, if if people have issues, they can go fly private. <laughs> but yeah, don't, awesome. Don't, don't go flight attendant.
0: At <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it, exactly, exactly. And then you know, we see other families on the plane too with young kids, and I think for the most part, like people are understanding. There are a lot of people that have gone through the same thing, so you know, you kind of be surprised. I mean, you know, Nicole, you were on a much longer trip going out to London. And so, you know, what was your experience with others on the plane and flight attendants?
0: Well, I have to say, I mean, <clears throat> we, the flight was <laughs> seven to eight hours long. And I was like, like you said, we're on a confined plane. I was so worried. I'm like, what if he cries? And we were also in first class, so I thought even more so we're going to be judged, you know? I even was surprised that they allowed us to come into first class, but I have to say, everyone was so nice, and the flight attendants, there was an area, like, um, a bar area on the actual plane, and we got to, like, get up, and the flight attendants, they were, like, probably in their early 20s, and I was like, they're probably not going to understand, but luckily, they were so amazing with Owen, like, one of them even offered to hold him while I, you know, put my my carrier on me, like, it was a great experience, honestly, and Owen... Um, like Zoe, he did sleep majority of the flight but when he did get up uh, wake up, I would try to entertain him my husband and I took turns holding him and yes. it was overall a really great experience, I mean I guess we are our own worst enemies because we think about the worst, <laughs> you know, we're like oh my god, someone's going to give me the nastiest looks and I'm going to cry, <laughs> you know like <laughs> it's, it's so scary but you know what, once you get through it you're like, you know what, I could do this, like life goes on like you're right, these people have ki- have had kids or have kids and low key i hate to admit this but i think i used to think that people would give me nasty looks was because okay i wasn't that person that gave nasty looks of course but you know <laughs> when you when you're single and you see a baby on your night flight you're yes. in your head you're like oh no but, you know, and I was worried people would think that because I used to think that. But luckily, everyone like has been amazing. Even when I had to get up with Owen, like we would fl- we fly back and forth from New York and Florida a lot because I'm originally from there. and I have family there. Right. And sometimes I, you know, I take the window seat and my husband's in the middle. My poor husbands he was like six foot three. He's like in the middle, has no room. But I have to get up every so often because, you know, when Owen wakes up, I have to kind of put him back to sleep and you just make it work. Us moms, we just we're superheroes, yes. man. I love how we just make it work.
1: That's that's so true. At the end of the day, you just make it work. Life goes on, you do things and you realize, "Hey, it wasn't so bad." <laughs> yeah, I, no, I think we our, do get in our heads.
0: Yeah, we absolutely do. And I I also wanted to ask cuz I'm actually really curious. Like, you know, as our babies get older, they're not going to have bottles for the rest of their lives and I know You know, with Zoe, were you concerned about how you were going to feed her? I mean, you know, what did you bring on the plane with you? Were you worried about, like, pre-check throwing out any any food?
1: Yeah. So I tried to read a bunch of things before going on this trip, like how to pack, what to pack on the plane, uh, what to expect during security and things like that. And so what we had done for for Zoe for food was um, make a bunch of pre-made bottles for the plane, um and bring some like teething crackers she loves those so those have actually come in very clutch uh in times where she might be a little bit fussy or like restaurants when we're out for dinner and she's losing it a bit we'll we'll put the teething crackers out and she always seems to go for it um (laughs) I uh tried to nurse her on takeoff and to help with her ears and that also helped her fall asleep so I just held her as she slept and and that seemed to be very comforting for her And then in terms of solids, um, we didn't really pack like solids for the plane, but over the course of the trip at like every meal, there were certain things that we'd be able to feed her, especially at like breakfast. She loved breakfast and would go ham because there were like pancakes and like fruit and oatmeal. Oh, Um, I saw those pictures.
0: She was enjoying herself.
1: (laughs) Oh, she was. She was. And, you know, made quite a mess where things we were always on the floor, which, you know, was also a little bit embarrassing. We tried to do our best to clean up. But like, you know, the people get that, that, that. That's what babies do. They, they make messes. And, um, you know, uh, it, it was actually just fun to sort of also take her out to meals with us and have her try different things and have her sit at the table at the high chair with us. So um, I think, you know, at, at this stage, two, seven months, what I realized was, oh, it's actually like a good age to bring her because she's not quite mobile yet. You know, she, she is maybe close to crawling, but like, can't really move much. She's Wrigley for sure. Um, but she can, you know, sit up really well now. So it's fun to be able to like, you know, be able to like put her down if we need to, um, put her in a high chair at dinner. Um, and, um, in a sense you know and she's also probably like not so heavy yet so for hiking for example you know that that made it doable too um yeah it it all made it fun what did you do with with owen for food when you guys were out in london
0: so i also had pre-made bottles i had the type of Enfamil has these ready-made bottles that you don't have to add anything to it like no water so i would literally just have them ready and before takeoff My husband would like rush to get it ready, and I remember like wanting to feed him as soon as we got on the plane. But my doctor told me to literally wait till the till you're about to take off because we actually had a situation where we were about to take off, and they told like we were the I guess the weather was so bad that they had to come back to the gate. And I was like, oh, what a waste of a frickin bottle! So because I wanted to use it specifically for his ears, but luckily he fell asleep on his own and it worked out. But yeah I had to make sure those bottles were ready because I don't know some babies are okay with the altitude you know when they go ascend and descend from the plane but for me I was like no no no. his ears are going to hurt I have to have that bottle ready yeah and I'd be so nervous about it because like I don't know how painful it is for them you know what I'm saying like they're babies so um yeah I I just for me it was all about having those pre-made bottles like ready to go and like just yeah I mean luckily he's been such a good baby when it comes to traveling like even one time he woke we were on the way to London and as we were ascending I'm like oh my god his ears are gonna pop blah 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 and I'm telling my husband and I'm getting the bottle ready and he was fine and I held the bottle just in case but that's why I was saying we get into our own heads he was fine descending he wasn't he, he was he was laughing and playing and ready to get to London so I really had no complaints but you know I I need to I think a lot of moms we get anxious about the unknown. We don't know what to expect. We don't know how it's going to be. And and that's the scary part of it. You know, I think it gives us comfort to know what, right. what's going to be in the future. Like, don't we all wish we could have a little, you know, future telling ball. So um, yeah, I guess- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's hard, but you know what? Like, I think it's great that, you know, I feel like what did women do back in the day? Like they didn't have formula like that. You know what I'm saying? So something really cool to think about, but, um, I wanted to
1: also also ask you, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say, I I think you're, you're right in that. Like we think about all these things, but we're just trying to be prepared. Right. Because we we don't know, this is our first rodeo and we've been told at least for planes, like, you know, try to feed them on takeoff and landing. So their ears don't pop. And that's what I tried to do with nursing. And then, you, you know, even on the way back, she had actually fallen asleep. So, as we were ascending, like, I didn't even feed her and she was actually fine. And then over the course of our trip in Colorado, given that we're, we're going to higher altitudes, like, even just driving, like, Myers, I swallowed to so my ears would pop. And, like, I looked back at Zoe and she wasn't affected, too. So I'm like, okay, like, I guess, you know, it's really not too much of an issue. And babies are, like, pretty adaptable, it seems, very flexible. Um, but, yeah, no, I agree with you. Like, we try to do our best to be prepared because we hear about, like, ways to approach different issues that we might come across but at the end of the day like you know it seems like babies babies can adapt like, but we we were just trying to do our best
0: exactly oh my god you go, you have to tell me about your hikes like how was it was zoe like enjoying nature
1: how was it tell me everything <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we were so excited to to go hiking with her i mean initially we were like, okay, so what should we do? Let, let's like take it slow. Maybe start with like a three mile hike as sort of a way to test the water, see how she does. And maybe we can build from there because, you know, prior to Zoe, we were doing like 10 plus mile hikes, you know, climbing 3000 plus feet to wow. hit some of these 14ers. Wow. And, you know, with Zoe, we, we definitely didn't want to get to those altitudes, but we still wanted to like be able to get out and enjoy nature. Like that's the number one reason why we like going out to Colorado this time of year because it's just so scenic and so pretty and um East Coast hiking really is just not the same. So you, so, you know the, the first day we took we took her out on this three mile hike <clears throat> and uh, we have this uh Duder, I think that's the brand, Duter uh hiking backpack carrier. And started off fine. She ended up taking a nap. My husband Matt was the one carrying her in this carrier. And then Towards the end, the wheels just started coming off and she like wanted out maybe because it was hot or she just didn't want to be constrained anymore. So we had to take a break, like let her out, let her sit down, feed her. And they were like, okay, well, this is about like the halfway point. So, so let's turn around. So that was, you know, it, it was probably fine, like 90% of the time. And then, um, the next day we tried to do a six mile hike out to this wow. uh, falls. and it started off rough immediately where she just like hated that hiking backpack you know off the bat so I was like oh my god this is not gonna go maybe we are not going to be able to do the full six mile hike so we went maybe like half a mile and then I was like okay let's try carrying her in the ergo the the body carrier that I typically tend to wear with Zoe And I know a lot of babies like to face inwards and and nap that way. So I put her in that carrier and wore her facing me. And she actually napped for like an hour. And we got to the falls and like, you know, spread our picnic blanket out and fed her and like took it in and took a break. Um, And then I just carried her in that on the way out. And and she was great. And then for the rest of the time, I, I was the one carrying her in this ergo just because it worked. And it seemed like it helped her nap more easily um, on the go. So, you know, all these things were just like kind of trial and error. We, um, we were like, let's, let's, you know, like take it, uh, you know, one at a time, do shorter hikes at the beginning. If we need to stop, like we'll stop. Like let's not try to like rush or, or be impatient. I think it's all about, you know, just like setting expectations properly So, um, yeah, it it ended up being great. And, you know, it was so cool to sort of share that experience with her. Show her, you know, changing leaves and the mountains and lakes that said, you know, she probably will not remember it. (laughs) But like, yeah, we'll remember these memories and we'll have these pictures to show her when she's older. And it was so cool because like every time we passed people, they were like, oh, my God, she's so happy. Like, you guys are awesome. Um, like, how sweet, you know, like, she was, like, kind of like a, a local celeb. And it was fun <laughs> to, to, to hike with Zoe in that sense and, and, you know, share those experiences with her. Wow, that's so amazing. I love to hear that you had a great
0: experience. And I also wanted to ask because I remember how, you know, when we would hang out, you'd be like, okay, I got to go. at Zoe's nap time. Do you feel like that trip has changed you a little bit? <laughs>
1: I think so. I, so like, I'm very much a schedule person and, you know, I love to hear how you approach like naps and Owen's schedule and call afterwards. But, um, prior to the trips, you know, she would be on a pretty like standard schedule, um, after hitting, I don't know, like four or five months or so where her naps started to consolidate and, um, she would take, you know, two big naps a day, one from, let's call it like 10 to 12 and the other from like three to five. And she's been sleeping through the night for a while. So, Initially, I was like, okay, well, how are we going to, like, do a vacation around that schedule? And then we're just going to be at the hotel the whole time. Um, And so, what this trip has really helped me do is to sort of, like, let go of that a bit. Um, I I will say Zoe had actually started daycare a couple weeks before these trips. So, that in itself has allowed me to to let go. And because, like, you know, she's going to be napping at daycare on, like, God knows what schedule. And it is what it is, right? And so, like, my mentality has shifted more. She's getting enough nap time during the day and uh, continuing to sleep through the night like that's totally fine however many naps it takes however long it takes um I'm just happy that you know she is starting to nap at school uh because the first week when we started uh transitioning to the daycare schedule like she actually didn't nap for the first couple of days or eat but that's behind really us. settled in now <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so she anyway. settled in Yeah, exactly. It just took some time, and apparently, it's very normal. The teacher said, you know, it could take a child, you know, a week to two to, you know, become comfortable in the new environment and trust everyone around them to feel comfortable, like eating and sleeping. Um, So, anyways, I think that helped me sort of like let go of that schedule, the like the regimen, right? And then the trip itself. Even in Ohio, you know, we were getting to the hotels maybe like shortly before midnight. And like, you know, when we were driving back from Ohio, we got up at like five. So, like Zoe's sleep schedule was everywhere. And but she would, you know, get her sleep in whenever, wherever. And that's sort of how I come to look at it. Um, especially when we were in Colorado, you know, she'll, she'll nap on the go on our hike when we get back to the hotel in the afternoon, she'll nap before dinner. And yeah, it, it all ended up working out. I think, um, you just be surprised. Is that sort of how like flexible and adaptable they can be and as long as you know you are comfortable with what works like i think that's the most important thing right like you do what is best for you and your child and your family and like what works best like i don't think there's any you know prescripted solution uh for every single person so for us given that we wanted to you know get out and hike zoe had to nap on the go and, and she actually did quite great in those carriers um, but for you, Nicole, I know you guys when you were in London, you guys were out and about, like, going to all these different places. Like, how did how did Owen do?
0: Wow. <clears throat> so Owen is actually not the best snapper. I don't know if it's my fault or not. We're actually getting—I um, told you about the sleep consultant, but that's a different topic. But on this London trip, I had a. Um, Uh, a carrier I forgot the name of the carrier and my husband had a baby Bjorn and what we did is we had to take turns and Owen I mean I'm very happy to hear that Zoe was fine facing you Um, Owen does not like facing in he likes to see everything he's very nosy I guess (laughs) and he just wanted to like just observe everything he's a very observant baby I find and the only time he would actually agree to be inward is when he was ready to sleep. And I would just look for his cues. So, I mean, luckily, Zoe right. is on a schedule. Owen is on a schedule, but it's not set. Every day is just different. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of work around it. And hopefully, you know, once the sleep consultant, you know, he was <clears throat> sick last week. And so that's why we had to wait to start with the sleeping consultant. But hopefully, life will change in that in that way. But on the trip, I have to say, <clears throat> with Owen, I just looked for his cues like we just g- went with the flow. So I like I said, I had that pre-bottle made. I brought like 60 of them. I'm not even kidding. One suitcase filled. You have to pay extra for it. But I didn't care. I was like, we're paying for it. We need this. I'm gonna die without it. Because right. it's listen, it's not like you're in like Colorado or 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 California or somewhere in the United States where you can just buy Enfamil. We're in London. They don't have right. that. And I didn't want to buy a different formula because I don't know if it would upset his stomach, you know? Um, so for us, it was so important um, to have like the powder and the pre-made. <clears throat> and whenever I noticed he was hungry and he would start being fussy, I would just make the bottle and give it to him. And um, I-, I know some people um, by- around his age do the baby-led weaning, uh, right? Is am I saying it correctly? Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Baby-led weaning. Yep. Yeah. And so I'm just too scared to do that. So I have those pouches with me to to feed him and it was great. Those pouches are awesome because I can just throw them in the backpack and I'm just on the go and I'll just feed him as, you know, when we were in a taxi or if we are at the restaurant and for me, I mean, I just worked like, like you, I worked with what I had and it worked for us and for each family, for each mom, it's different, but for us, that's what worked. And I'm not going to stop traveling. Even though I do get nervous before each flight, I'm not going to stop traveling. I, I really enjoy taking Owen with us. And There were moments where I wanted to pull my hairs out, not going to lie to you, (laughs) where, you know, the time change was just so hard for him. The time change. It was it was something he would wake up like at two in the morning thinking it's time to play because in Florida it was like, you know, seven o'clock, eight o'clock in the morning. So Mm -hmm. um, it was it was a challenge in that way. But you know what? I don't know about you, but I feel like traveling changed him. Like coming back, he was like a different baby really how so i don't know like almost like he's immature <laughs> maybe maybe it's just in my head like i just felt like all of a sudden he could sit up better and you know he was only oh. five six months old like he was obviously like he was wobbling of course but like all of a sudden right. he could sit up maybe he was able to do it before and i'm just getting in my head but i'm like wow <laughs> what happened <laughs> it, was, it was i i don't know i felt like he just changed in general i can't fully explain it but just something of like his his and en- his um aura his energy he was just different and i feel like every time we travel so he just funny. changes a little bit yeah it was it's very interesting but i wanted That's to ask awesome. cuz I, before I like, yeah no i was honestly i'm it was really cool to see like all of a sudden he was sitting up i'm like wow <laughs> it was really cool <laughs> um but did you happen to take a night flight or was it a morning flight
1: so we took, on the way there, it was an afternoon flight. Um, I think it was at 2 p.m. And then on the way back, it was a morning flight at 9.30 a.m. So we, I mean, I don't know if you chose flights based on sort of Owen's schedule. We just chose flights based on like what worked, I think, with without really accounting for Zoe's like nap schedule. I know a lot of people say like, oh, schedule the car trip or the flight like during their sleep or something or like overnight or something. But like, honestly, we chose the Saturday afternoon flight because it was our first time doing this through the airport and everything. So I was like, of course, it makes sense or it would be preferable to take an early flight to get in there earlier. But I was like, then that would require, you know, like a 4 a.m. wake up and with everything like we haven't done this before. So I'd rather not feel rushed. Um, And as a result, scheduled something in the afternoon, which would give us time to sort of get everything in order in the morning and get to the airport and you know go through security and all that. And then um, on the flight home, we just, given that we would lose two hours, we just chose to take an early flight, which required us to get up actually around 4 a.m. because we were out in Vail, which was two hours from Denver. And wow. man, that airport is massive. So we we gave ourselves a lot of time. But like even with that, we didn't have a single minute to spare before boarding. So um, I'm, I'm glad we actually gave ourselves time and, and woke up that early. But Yeah, it it wasn't really we didn't really choose flight times based on like Zoe's sleep schedule or anything. I think it just was more of like what would work best overall. Um, How about you? Did you guys plan your trip um, in a certain way based on Owen's schedule? Uh,
0: No, I think we also did the same thing as you. And I just told my husband, like, we're just going to work with it. And that's literally what we did. And I mean, I try to keep Owen up till the plane. But sometimes that was harder, especially because, like, there were certain delays. I mean, we've flown a total of eight flights, um, including London and back and forth uh, to Florida and back. And we're going again to Florida because we have a wedding there. But, I mean, at this point, it's just become part of our routine. And, I mean, again, with Florida and New York, there's always delays, especially with the weather. So, like, sometimes I just let him sleep and I figure it out. But... Yeah, I just we just go with the flow of things and Owen just has to, you know, it is what it is kind of mentality. Like if you're awake for, you know, when we take off, then you're awake. If you're asleep. Great. Yeah, um, it's right. Just, it's, yeah, it's yeah. just life has changed, man. Like yeah, I used to fly to Florida all the time. And now it's like I got to think about <laughs> these things. It's crazy.
1: <laughs> I know. I know. I, we, like we were so used to literally like packing it just, you know, the night before. And as I started making a packing list for Zoe, uh, I was showing my husband. I was like, this is the list. And it had like, I don't know, like 50 plus things. And I was like, this is not the list for you <laughs> or me. I did not put our things on it. This is just for Zoe. So we cannot pack the night before. We need to start packing like a week in advance and like think Seriously. about, you know, how things are going to fit in different bags. Um, I, I will say one of the tips that I learned and I don't know about you guys well you have family down in Florida so maybe you don't have to um pack a car seat so we we packed Zoe's infant car seat um which I guess helps now while she can fit in it because it's you know fairly light and portable um but in the car seat bag we didn't just put the car seat in it so you can check a car seat in for free so we did that um you know prior to getting to the gate uh, we had also stuffed the hiking backpack carrier in the car seat bag, like a slumber pod and like two sleeves of diapers in there. So we tried to squeeze in a bunch of other things into that bag um, that we could and no one checked. I've heard that, you know, they don't really check. You, you tell them, it's, you know, it's a car seat bag and they accepted it, but we were able to squeeze in a bunch of other things that really helps actually.
0: Wow, I didn't even know you could do that. I'm here, like, following the rules, like, such a good a good tissue, like, here's the stroller. I mean, we like to check <laughs> uh, Like, uh, good for you that you even tried. You know what? You just helped me, because next time we travel, I'm throwing in those diapers and whatever else I could do in there, because yeah. I don't want to pay an extra 50 bucks for my suitcase that weighs a little bit more, you know, because of his bottles. That's so crazy. Um, I don't know about you guys. So, for us, I like to research the airports beforehand. So, like, when we left to London, we left from JFK, and that's such a big airport. So I told my husband, we're not yeah. going to check in the stroller till we get to our gate because it helps us to have the stroller. But then when we leave to Florida, we, we always like to leave from Westchester Airport because it's a small airport. Mm. We just check it in with our luggage, and it's so small. I just put Owen in my carrier. And what's great about the security is, like, I don't have to take him out of my carrier. He just stays on me the whole time. And I don't take my shoes off because I'm pre-checked. So it just makes it go by so quickly
1: and bree- easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl. You know, it's, it's really awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. I actually didn't think about that. We, we also um, took Zoe in the stroller all the way to the gate and would just gate check the stroller, but like, right. Like through security, then we had to take Zoe out and, you know, fold up the stroller and put it on there and I'd carry her through and then like get the stroller again, put her back in, strap her in. So that's a good point, I guess, for, like, a small airport. Just being able to wear her probably makes things a lot easier. Um, Yeah, yeah, that's a good point for small airports.
0: Oh, yeah, small airports only because if you're a JFK and you have to walk, like, miles and miles to your gate, your back is going to be yeah. – like, you're going to be crying from back pain. So, I mean, I don't know about you, but <laughs> Owen currently weighs 25 pounds, so <laughs> –
1: Big boy. Yeah. Zoe's not quite there yet. She's probably like 18 at this point, but still like, you know, if you have to walk miles and miles, I mean, our, our gate at Denver was, so you had to like take a terminal to the gate or the tram to the gate. Um, so for time, I mean, I think it's similar in Miami. Um, so you had to go through that. And then like our gate was literally at the very, very end of the terminal, the like very last gate too. So, I think, right, like you to carry a child through all of that, that's just like a lot. Um, and having the stroller can definitely help. So we actually, uh, I don't know if you have a specific travel stroller. I've been researching a bunch of travel strollers, and I'm sure there are a lot of great ones. We ended up settling on the Upper Baby menu. Um, we bought one off of Facebook Marketplace just for travel purposes. And, and that's been great. It's, it's pretty lightweight. You can fold it with one hand. Um, and that's the that's the stroller we took with us on our trips.
0: No, that's awesome. That's really, really awesome. A stroller makes or break a trip. I really do believe that. And by the way, I love you <laughs> said you guys were the last gate. Of course, you're the last gate. What are the chances, of right? Course. When you have a baby, <laughs> um, I know. No. But um, we actually use the same stroller every time because uh, um, our stroller we have the Nuna, and you can alternate like we can put it in as a car seat then you can take it out and then there's like an insert and you can put a different um insert in there so we we just play with it and to be honest we don't ever take our car seat when we travel because we always figure we'll rent a car and many car rentals uh companies car rental companies they allow you to have like have the option of adding a car seat so that's what we do
1: Oh, that's great. We did think about that after the fact. We were like, could we have in a car seat? Because the car seats get really heavy once the kids get bigger and graduate from the infant car seat. Like, those are big things. So I think um, if you're able to rent from the car rental place, that that is great. I think that, that is, can come in, like, very clutch when you're traveling. Yeah, and I
0: have to say it. Oh, absolutely. And, and I do want to add <clears throat> that you get like the best of the best car seats because they have to be up to like they have to be with the law. You know, they have to follow a certain guideline, like for safety. reasons. Right. So like whatever they gave us like a really good car seat, like it had cushions and, you know, it was like up to up to date, like it wasn't expired. And, you know, they, they right. have to be. So it, it was it really was made our life easier not carrying the car seat because it's it's a lot. It's a lot to, to carry
1: yeah that, that's awesome i think we would definitely try to do that um next go around i have heard mixed stories i'm glad you had such a great experience um from what i read on, on certain blogs i think it, it can be really mixed in that like maybe some car rental places don't maintain up to date really cars, like where they're they might be expired or like they're just not even clean so you know like if other babies have spit up in them before or something or had accidents <laughs> maybe they're not clean um, so I think I'm, I'm so glad you had a good experience. I, I think it can really vary So I'm hoping, you know, if we do go this route in the future, you know, we'd also be able to, uh, trust the car seat and, and have a nice clean one for us. Oh,
0: absolutely. I'm so sad to hear that people had bad experiences like that. I mean, I would definitely open my mouth. I mean, I know I, I used to be such a quiet person, like, oh, okay, whatever it is, what it is. But now that I have my son, like I'm his advocate, I'll be like, excuse me. You need to give me a new car seat. Like, that's crazy <laughs> that they give you car seats, that they give people car seats like that. That's unacceptable.
1: I know. I, I agree. Especially if you're, like, paying for it, right? So, yeah. No, hopefully, yeah. hopefully in most cases, it ends up being okay. Um, speaking <laughs> of gear, I don't know if you guys have used this in the past, but um, the slumber pod, do you know what that is, Nicole? Have you heard of that? I've heard of it, but I'm not sure what it is. Okay. So, it's basically just a tent that you like pitch over the baby's crib. Um, I think it was on shark tank. I'm surprised that not many other companies have thought about it because it's like such a simple, but brilliant concept. Um, but you know, when, when you're traveling, you, you book a room, um, you know, the baby doesn't have a separate room unless you're able to secure that, I guess, or maybe have like a suite where the baby can be in a separate area. But, um, for Ohio and Colorado, um, the the room was, like, all connected, right? So, like, we were, like, okay, well, do we have to keep the lights off the entire time and just be, like, dead quiet when the baby's sleeping? Because, like, you know, the crib is open. Um, right. You know, my husband likes to watch TV at night. Um, so... When I started trying to figure out a solution, I came across the slumber pod, which actually worked out great for us because you basically just like pitch this tent over the crib and it gives them their own confined room um, and creates darkness. So I think that like helped a lot uh, when Zoe needed to nap during the day and we could just kind of like move around the room and do our own thing. And then at night, like, you know, so so we could like keep the TV on and stuff like that. um, I brought a white a portable white noise machine too so i just like hooked that onto the slumber pod and um that was like zoe's little room when we were away uh that is highly recommended
0: yeah yeah i mean we also ha- yeah no it sounds like it that's awesome And the sound machine i'd even think about a portable sound machine but i mean we have the hatch and i'm like i'm not dragging that <laughs> in any way so <laughs> yeah. um I, th- I love that idea of the portable white noise. Now, we also had a crib when we stayed last time. It was my birthday. We stayed at um, the hotel, and they gave us a really nice crib, actually, and they set it up beautifully, But and Owen slept in it. But what sucked is, like, my husband also likes to watch TV, and sometimes I'm like, do you have to watch TV? And my, my poor husband's like, well, dude, <laughs> I'm on vacation. I want, I want to enjoy some TV. Like, it, 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 I, if we had that, that would have made life a lot easier. So I will definitely look into that. Thank you for recommending that
1: yeah sure it sounds like your husbands are the same they like they're they like to enjoy their tv whereas we're like can you turn it down like do you have to watch it right now <laughs> can you can you yeah, not talk right now
0: <laughs> yeah can you just shush like don't talk okay just go to sleep but yeah no I totally t- totally get it like I feel like our husbands don't feel like we feel you know when I hear Owen cry for me it's like my heart is like breaking into pieces and my husband's like it's okay let him cry a little bit so no. it's just <laughs> very different. Um, I want to ask uh, this last question because we're going to wrap it up here. But uh, if you had or could give like one or two pieces of advice to any new parent out there that's starting to travel, what advice would you give them? Yeah, that's traveling?
1: a hard one. I mean, given that it was our first time where everything was new, I think just... Setting this setting expectations appropriately. I think the way we went about it was like, okay, we're taking Zoe on this vacation that we have loved doing for years. This going look different. So let's like, you know, not get too stressed out or um, impatient about things. Um, let's let's try to like maintain low expectations. Celebrate every small step as a win. So I was like, okay, we loaded up the car, we got everything fit in the car. That's a win. We got through security. Wow, that's a win. We got through a gate. Like, after the plane ride, the first flight ever, I was, I was like, we did it. That's a win. And so that's sort of how I approached it um, as first time travelers with a baby. Um, I I feel like it's, it's really just like all about setting expectations and, and recognizing that like, you know, your life isn't the same, right? You can't like travel the way you used to. Um, and, uh, even at dinner, for example, we, we had reservations almost every night and (laughs) before every dinner, I was like, okay, are we going to make it? Like, can we make it through dinner without having to leave early? Can we sit through the appetizer and dinner? And there were times where I would start getting like hot and sweaty because, like Saturday night, for example, it was completely packed and the tables were kind of like tight and close together and, you know, wheels were coming off and, um, you know, we we ended up pulling through. Um, So I think like, you know, just every, every time recognize that like, you know, there are things that could happen, but just manage appropriately and celebrate every little thing as a win, because it's, it's not easy, certainly different. And I think you know, that was sort of the most helpful thing sort of going into this to just basically like, you know, have the right mentality of, of, of what to expect.
0: I love that. I love that advice. And I know it's hard because again, every parent is different, but you know, I, I if, if you were to ask me, for example, like what advice I would give to new parents that are you know worried about traveling with their new family member, I would say just like you just take, Take it one step at a time you know the first hour went by everything was good okay you'll deal with the second hour after the second hour and it, that's how that's how it has to be because again our babies are yeah. not predictable <clears throat> i know they're predictable with their schedules and their naps for most babies but again you don't I, I remember in london christine i wanted to crawl in a ball and just hide under a rock um we were <laughs> we went to this thing called like the shrek adventure and a little thing about me i i love shrek um i don't know why i love (laughs) shrek i love to watch (laughs) i'm 30 years old and i love shrek hi (laughs) um but we went to the shrek adventure yeah it is a great movie i love it and anyways there was a bunch of people now i didn't realize this is not very baby friendly because it had like like loud noises and it was basically like this treasure hunt you had to find like the bad guy and shrek was there to help you it's like this whole thing so anyways i said let's just go and try it owen was sleeping and literally in the middle there was like um they had like different characters like different people dressing up as different characters from shrek and it was very quiet and only she was talking about (laughs) like little clues to find and of course in that moment my son decided to wake up wailing and of course my husband didn't have the bottle ready so i was so oh no now, mind you, there were a lot of kids there and other parents with kids. So I'm sure they were able to relate. But in me, I, like you said in the beginning, when we started this episode, you were saying that you would get nervous when your baby cries in public. And I still feel that way. And I know people tell me, why do you feel the way, you know, screw them. But it, it's still like, I don't know. Yeah, It was the worst, but you know what? I got through it. Now I look back, I can laugh about yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? So like, take it one step at a time. That's really the best advice you can really give any You know parent worried about traveling with their with their new family member or or their children you know their children could be five six years old i'm sure we'll still be as nervous
1: yeah that's so true i i I agree with you um and i think you know there are things that we will look back on and laugh about um i'm I'm just thinking right now it just occurred to me we got to our hike and i realized i didn't pack any socks (laughs) and I just had like a wave of like mom guilt wash over me. I was like, God, I'm such a bad mom. I like, I didn't pack her socks. Like she's gonna be like barefoot out here, which is like fine. She's not walking around or anything, but I was like, oh, is her feet going to get cold? And so, you know what? I put on my, I gave her my socks and they reached up to her knees, but
0: <laughs> and I have a great picture,
1: but uh, you know, they worked. And you know, one, one mom we passed, like, actually uh pointed out she was like oh I, I i see uh she's got your socks on i was like, like yeah i forgot but i you know i figured these might do the trick and she was like well yeah well better yours than his." like pointed to my husband And i was like yeah that's true <laughs> <laughs> so like things are gonna happen right and you know we're just trying to do our best but like you know you've done these flights a million like a million i think a million times at this point and so yeah. i feel like you probably are, are way more confident you like he's like yeah. a little world traveler now
0: Yeah, seriously, it feels that way. I mean, listen, I I love that story, by the way, the socks. But that's what I say. Like, you just get through it and you know what? you find a solution. As moms, we're going to find these solutions. And it worked, right? I mean, Zoe's feet were probably very warm in there. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yes, exactly. They they doubled as another layer of pants.
0: (laughs) There you go, you know. So it's a win-win scenario, pants and socks. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) but anyways christine i wanted to thank you again for coming on and having this conversation and hopefully you know there's a mom out there who can take a thing or two from what we spoke about when it comes to traveling and i'm very excited that you know you're gonna i'm sure you're gonna travel many more times and i'm excited to travel more and you know what as we continue to travel and do more things with our babies we're going to learn so much more and that's the beauty of motherhood we just keep learning and
1: growing I agree. Well, thank you so much for having me. This is a very fun conversation to have, and you know, hopefully, other moms out there can can relate or have a little chuckle or you know find this helpful uh, in some sense. Um, so appreciate you having me.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, this was great, and I think it was a great conversation. So thanks again for coming on and taking the time to be on my podcast. With that being said. I hope everybody has a great week. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I look forward to speaking to you guys next week. Toodaloo. And before we go, I did tell you guys that I was going to give you a number for a hotline. Um, It's actually a crisis text line and it reads here, if you are feeling increased anxiety, grief, shock, and frustration due to the recent devastation and loss of life in Israel and Gaza, we are here for you 24-7. It is so important to take care of yourself emotionally and physically. If you need support, text SHARE to 741741 to connect to a live volunteer, crisis counselor, or via web chat. Remember, you are not alone. And with that, I'm going to let you guys go. I look forward to speaking to you guys next week on the next topic, so stay tuned. See ya!